Okay, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. It's time for Dear Anger. There's always time for anger. The world is <laughs> the world feels anger. Human beings feel anger. I'm Ed Krasnick, and my partner is Rini Jane. Rini is going to be joining us in one minute. But I, you know, this is a show where we talk about our relationship to anger, how we relate to our anger, not react to our anger, but relate to our anger and respond. And it's a two-way conversation. Two-way conversation with all your feelings. But anger is one that we rarely talk to. We avoid, we push it down, we react to it, we think there's something wrong with us. We think we've lost it. We say the words, we've lost it. That's like in the terminology, right? I lost it. Well, what you lost is your relationship to your feeling. That's what you lost. Um, okay, so, you know, I want to tell you that my, my partner is the founder of GoZen, which is an incredible, GoZen.com is like a world of resilience. It's a, a place that teaches kids resilience skills, teaches parents, teaches all kinds of people all over the world, has been doing it for a long time. There are books, but the, and it's creative play. It's combined science and creative play. And Rini is the founder. Um, and she's also, she studied with the, founder, with the father of applied positive psychology, which I found fascinating, at the University of Pennsylvania, Dr. Martin Seligman. But Rini, um, what are we doing today and, and why are we doing it? You know what's so funny? As you were, um, so thank you for thank you for the introduction. As you were talking, you said one thing, and it just hit home. Anger is just a feeling. What is the deal? Why are we so freaked out by a feeling? What uh, we are, we are. Because if you ask someone to tell you about the last time they got angry, that's a really hard thing. You can see the discomfort in even just recounting a story. Like, for example, Ed, when is the last time you got angry? Um, well, when I get angry, I, you know, I, I get angry. You know, everybody has their own style, right? My anger is that I sit on it for a long time. I'm one of those people who are, I don't say anything. And then I sit on it. And then my anger comes out not so much in yelling, but in words, like really global words. Like, this whole house is going to explode. The world is against me. No one listens. It's no one and everyone and always and never. You're going to hear a lot of those kind of words. So it's not so much volume as it is global. Ah, so that's interesting. The other day, uh, my husband and I, were upset at each other. We got angry. Doesn't happen that often, but definitely happens. And I went to, my go-to is something from childhood, which is the cold shoulder, <laughs> the silent treatment. Oh yeah. Shut it down. Yep. Oh, shut it down. And it was funny because he was giving me the silent treatment and I was like, oh no, I invented the silent treatment. Like, <laughs> I will, like, I will silent treatment you until like the last day of our lives, you know? Of course, it only lasted a few hours, but it was still <laughs> it was funny because you do realize your manifestations. Um, but I do think it's so important to talk about because it is a feeling. Now, we're talking about the 
behavior on top of the feeling, right? But at the end of the day, it starts with a feeling. Yeah, I and I, I do think that show, we'll have to do a show on styles because everybody does have their own way, their own special way of not having a relationship with anger. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Everyone's yeah. own way of sort of denying it or getting away from it. Yeah. But I'll tell you what causes anger. I tell you one of the big things that people write to us about, you know, to, to have a show around screen time. Ah. Ah. So much anger around screen time. Yeah. Why, so this is why screen time is scream time. That's what this is. The show is, you know, we're not going to tell you how much, how many hours your kids should have or how little. Uh, this is not what this show is. This show is about how you relate, how you set limits and how you have conversations and how you relate to your own feelings and, and your kids. It's funny that you called it scream time because I feel like it always yeah. it's a cycle. It's a cycle. The screen time starts. And the parent is like, ah, oh, relief, right? But as it goes on, you can feel it building up. You feel the feelings building up, and building up inside of you, building up, and it's anger talking to you, sending a message. Hey, you want there to be boundaries around the screen time, but you know if you step in to enforce those boundaries, there's going to be some kind of meltdown or something you have to deal with that you don't want to deal with. And so you start to, you know, the messaging starts, it's anger saying, hey, make the stop. You know, there's a, there's a violation. There's too much going on here. And so yeah, it's a cycle. It's like, here's the screen, ah, oh, relief, you know, I get a break. And then all of a sudden, anger, 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 and explosion. I feel like that is a cycle that a lot of people might identify with. Yeah, there's a relief. And then there's uh, chaos, you know, there's a relief and it's going to build to chaos. And I find that in all, you know, in a lot of ways, it's like you're, you're trying to get relief. And I find in my own uh, parenting that a lot of the times when I'm trying to get relief, it's because of the way I'm parenting. It's not that parenting, parenting is challenging, but the way I do it is really challenging. <laughs> and that's what's that's what's draining to me. And I when I say that, I mean it's stuff like we're talking about now. It's stuff like, oh, I get a relief and I don't have to have conflict. And now I have to have conflict. And so then I have to come down from the conflict. It's it's it's, it's a cycle, you know. Have you ever played one of those video games, those race car video games where you have to pick the race course that you want and it's like easy, medium, and then extra challenging? Is that what you chose for parenting? You were like, chose yes. the extra challenging route? Yeah. And it's not like, and I'm blaming the car. The car's doing it. It's like, no, I could have made a choice to take the easy one. And, and what I mean by easy is I mean facing it. Don't, you know, not avoiding, not trying to sidestep but the way you relate, and I think we've got some examples of this with screen time, um, you know, and, and really kids today, I mean, look, uh, you know, my daughter is not a, a addictive with the phone and we're lucky, but even so, she'll be on like Instagram or looking at things and they're all fine. It's not crazy stuff, but it's like she could do that for 24 hours. In a row. Yeah, it's like I think their thumb becomes robotic or something. It's like the six million dollar man where it's like part robot. You know, they just it just keeps going. 
just so keeps going. I, but I do want to reiterate what you said earlier, which is this episode is not about us saying how much screen time your kid should have. You know, we're not the authorities on that whatsoever. I don't know if we're the authorities on anything yet, actually, but we're definitely not the All authorities right. on that. This is also a judgment free zone. Okay. So it's not to come and listen to this and feel shame around either the anger you're having or there's my kids have too much screen time. It's okay to reflect. But, you know, here's the thing. Here's what we do know. Screens are designed to feel like they're never enough. That's their design. There are all of the apps are designed that way. And kids like screens because they are experiencing satisfaction, like pure satisfaction without having to expend a ton of extra energy. And a lot of times that kind of pleasure takes work. You know, it's sort of like people say there's no free lunch. Screens, when it comes to pleasure, is kind of a free lunch. It's sort of achieving a reward or some kind of success without this additional energy expenditure, right? So they like it. It feels good. And it's not a lot of work. And we like it again as parents often because sometimes it's when we need to get on a call for work, when we just need a break, you know? And sometimes it's when we want to go on our screen. But why do we need to put a limit on it? You know, if it feels good and we're getting a break and they're having fun, I think we all intuitively know something is not right if we're living in this virtual world and ignoring the real world. But, um, you know, as we said, they're designed to feel like they're not enough. And young brains, they lack fully developed self-control mechanisms, right? So to stop using the screen can be really hard if you have that brain, you're at that developmental stage. And the thing is designed to be addictive. And more screen time can lead to dysregulated behavior. They're lowering their ability to tolerate frustration when they're on it for long periods of time. And so there's, of course, a lot of reasons why we want the thing to go off. But, but what happens? What happens when we ask them? Should we, should we play a scene of a, yeah. of a parent and a child? Okay, absolutely. Let's, let's do it. No way! I'm so good at this! Honey, honey, time to shut the screen off. Come on, just one more game, please. No, not just one more game. You, that was one more game. Oh, come on, no fair. James always gets to play more than me. All my friends do. You don't even know. I don't care what other kids are doing. If they all jumped off a bridge, would you? I don't want to jump off anything. I just want to play this game. I'm a kid. We play games. Why don't you understand? What I understand is that you're wasting time, mine and yours. Shut it off now or lose it for the next week. Who feels good in that scenario? Yeah. No, it doesn't really doesn't really work uh, that way. Um, it doesn't really work, but very familiar. Oh my goodness. That happens in <laughs> virtually every household. I think in the, I'm going to say the world, you know, there is mobile technology. There are parts of the world where there is not enough food and clean water to go around, but there might be mobile technology, right? So this is happening on every corner of the earth. And it's really hard because 
sometimes as a parent, you're going in hopeful, maybe it's going to be different this time, right? Um, turn the screen off, turn the TV off, put, put the phone away, or you know whatever the rule is. We're eating dinner, no phones at the table, or you're going to bed, no phones in the room, and you're hoping it's going to be different. And then it's not. And when it happens over and over again, our threshold, our patience just, you know, that bucket is lower and lower and lower, right? So the threshold your tolerance level is just very low. And so sometimes it's even just seeing your kids with the screen and all of a sudden anger sort of rears its head. Hey, this isn't going to end well. You might as well get angry now. <laughs> you might as well show your anger so that your kids know you mean business. And that's how you create a boundary by showing anger. That's the go-to, um, that that's the only way to create a boundary. And, and there are lots of ways to create a boundary. But I want to I wanna just ask you, Rini, like you mentioned the brain and the development of the brain, okay, and what they're able to regulate and not regulate when you're growing up, when your brain is growing. What are they getting? What are they getting from the, the screens? What, what chemically are they getting? I mean, there is a dopamine cycle they are entering into, right? Virtually all games and social media work on a variable reward system, which is kind of like what you get when you're at a slot machine, right? You you pull the slot machine down and you're hoping to make it big and there's just a little bit of frustration. So you can get hooked on this type of reward system. So they're getting something that's chemical, and and how does that does that enter into this at all? What we're going to talk about, or is, is that something that people should be aware of, or is it something that's sort of like a next, like that's not the important? Uh, piece I think of it's this. really important to understand that it is hard that the screens are designed to feel like they're not enough. That if you are in a stage where your brain is developing self control, you know, and those. That kind of skill develops until the age of 25, 26. So most of our kids are in it, right? If they're a kid, they're in it. They're developing self-control. So they need help. It does play into it to be able to prime yourself with the information that this is hard for them. They're struggling. So their anger that they're showing on top, what's underneath is, mom, this is a struggle. Putting this away is a struggle for me. And you don't get it, right? They might not be ha have that kind of clarity of thought within but we can have that clarity of thought when we're entering into the situation. And you brought up an interesting point. Is this, you know, how do we hold a boundary? It is so hard for us sometimes to hold a boundary because we want, we want it to be easy. We want to say, hey, this is the rule. You know, abide by the rule and no one scream or cry or feel what you feel. And I think that there are two things that need to go hand in hand when it comes to setting boundaries. This is the boundary, like this is the rule in the house, you know, this is the limit that we're setting. And you can feel what you feel, you're allowed. And internally, this is for us, we're going to be able to tolerate it. I can handle your big feelings around this, your disappointment, your sadness, your anger, your jealousy, maybe if your friends are allowed to do more, I can handle that. That's the part where we break down. <laughs> when our kids start showing their feelings, behaving as a result of what they're feeling inside, we start to react to that. And a lot of that reaction is about what we're able to tolerate, not about what they're doing. Absolutely. What are you able to tolerate? You got somebody yelling at you. Can you tolerate it? 
and how do you tolerate it? Even if it's personal, even if it seems like an attack, because they know where to get you, and you, you know, are you going to react with that, and how do you take care of yourself? So that's another, I mean, listen, if you can't tolerate feelings, it's very difficult to set boundaries. Yes. So this is the first step, right? The ability to tolerate, especially if your kid is getting very reactive and they're having these huge feelings that they're kind of spewing out at you. And I know that parents are wondering, well, is there a way to make it better? Is it always going to be like that? Yeah, there are lots of things, you know, things that we do on the show and that we talk about that you can do outside the moment to help your kids. You can do a role play. Listen, it sounds like every time we try to shut the screen off or you know that it's two hours is the rule when we get to that point we have this same scene happen can we try it a different way you know you can talk about that you can act it out you can even you know do little warnings so a lot of people do this when they have to leave somewhere five minutes left you know there's two minutes before we have to go or before bed 10 minutes until bed I think that can help with screen time. So listen, we're going to be shutting it off in 10 minutes. I know that can feel really tricky for you sometimes. So kind of preparing them for the big feelings that are going to come up. So to address that question that I know that parents have, you know, is there a way to make it easier? But I think what you said, Ed, is so key. In the moments when it's not easy, when your plan (laughs) fails, even if you've done all the role plays in the world and it doesn't work, we have to be able to tolerate their feelings. We do. And that's a big deal, you know, for a lot of parents. I know for me, it's a big deal and and a challenge. So, and but I'll tell you, a, a surefire, a really fun way to do this, and this is not in the moment, but this is when everything's okay and when you, when everybody's calm and everything's, it's, it's you play with it. And the way to play with it, like Rini was saying, was role play. You do a little improv, you play with it, reverse roles. You be the kid. Let them be the parent, and you're going to learn a lot about how you sound to them, number one, which is going to horrify you, and you're also going to have fun because it's going to be so exaggerated. But you'll get, you'll start to get information, and you start to see how silly it is. And then later, when it happens and you see it escalating, you can call it back, and you might even get a laugh out of them. That's so true. For those of you who have not tried role-playing at home, I highly recommend it. I highly recommend trying it, bringing it up to your kid, your adolescent, your tween, your teen. You know, it can be done in lots of different ways. You have to feel, your kid has to feel connected to you in the moment for you to be able to bring it up and approach it. And you can just say, let's just try it. You know, it can be fun. And if you're listening and you have a child that's younger, you can do this in play. You know, you can use dolls, you can use stuffed animals, you can use play to say, to play one role and then the other role. You know, even if two stuffed animal bears, one one little bear is on a screen and the other bear is, you know, the parent bear, you can do it in play. So it can be done so many different ways, but the key is play. Yeah. and, And it can be done anytime, anywhere, but again, not in crisis, not when things are escalating when things aren't escalating like in the stream of your day you can you can do this but it's really fun with little kids cuz they they do it all day like you say using dolls and using role play you could but let them be the parent that i think is a terrific cuz you're giving them the power right who doesn't like that who you doesn't be the parent like that <laughs> you be the parent i'm going to be the kid okay i'll be on my screen i'm on my phone you tell me 
what what should I do, mommy? You you be the parent, okay? Go ahead. You can sound like me. You can do whatever you want. And, and you have to let them be playful, right? Because I think what happens sometimes is people feel like they're being mocked by their kids, but they're just getting into the role and opening up to you. And you might get some information about how you sound to them. Yes, it's an imp- it's role playing is an incredible way to build empathy, right? More than just trying to feel the way the other person feels. You're really getting into their head and saying what you think they would say. So we played that clip earlier where, you know, um, there was a mom and there was a child trying to get, or there was a kid and they didn't want to get off their screen. And then they ended up basically, you know, at the end, both sort of blowing up at each other. How can this be done differently? Um, Well, we talked about two things. One is, you know, stating the limit with just confidence, but then also and validating that they're okay to feel the way they feel. Should we listen to it done in that way? This is great. Yeah. So it's so it's setting the limit, holding the limit and validating. Those are two things and two things that sound a lot easier than they are. Honey, time to shut the screen off. Oh, come on. Just one more game, please. You wish you could play another one. I know we have to shut it off now. Screen time is over for today. Oh, come on. No fair. James always gets to play more than me. All my friends do. You don't even get it. I hear you loud and clear. You wish you could play and you're allowed to feel the way you feel. Here's what's true. Screen time is now over and you're allowed to feel upset. I get it. You don't get anything. (sighs) This is tough for you. I can see that. You wish I would just let you play. If you see this is tough, why don't you just let me? My number one job is to keep you safe. That includes your brain. Time for a break. My brain is fine. I love that you have a strong opinion and that you voice it. We're still done with screen time today. Oh, there were so many magical things in there. I know that doesn't seem magical, probably listening to it back as a parent. Like, wait a second, they still ended up, (laughs) um, the kid was still upset at the end. Yes, true. But Ed, what did you hear in there that was different from the first time around? She's holding the limit. She keeps stating it. She says, look, this is the rule. So that doesn't change. But what keeps happening is she keeps making room for, for, for the feelings, for the kids' feelings, right? I know, and, and being positive about it, rewarding for expression. You know what I love about you? I love that you, that you feel strongly. That I love about you. Rule is still the rule. Still going to stop. Love that you feel strongly. Love that you express yourself in that way. That's really great. And I know you're going to listen to this and you're going to think that's a lot of talking and that sounds like too much talking. This is the thing about practicing these skills. Not going to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. What's happening here is you're, it's not what she's saying. It's, it's that she's making room for the feelings. Now, how you make room for the feelings, it might sound over talky. It might sound like, why am I talking about this? This is the limit. Forget it. 
what you're teaching them is that they can have feelings. When you're a kid and you're growing up and you get the message that feelings are not okay, this is now the world that you live in. I want you to put the TV on, look at what's happening in the world, and look at a world of people who are not able to tolerate their feelings. Why do you think that is? We were all taught this by not tolerating our feelings. No one taught our parents and no one taught us. That's the story of this. This, what you just said, is so monumental. I wish I could highlight it a million times because what we often try to do is say, hey, here's the rule, whatever the rule is, no eating upstairs, you know, no screen time right now. And by the way, you're not allowed to feel anything about it. <laughs> I, also, I won't tolerate you having more screen time. I also won't tolerate you having any feelings about it. Because so. I'm the parent. Because yes. I'm the parent. And that's what parents do. Parents, what, you, what are you telling kids? Parents are, peop- are adults who don't tolerate your feelings. We're also confusing the heck out of them. Because feelings are like an internal GPS system. Feelings send us messages all the time. You're disappointed because your mom won't let you have any more screen time. And that disappointment is sending a message. You're angry because of this, right? Anger is sending a message. It's your, your boundaries have been violated. You need to protect them. You want something to change. All of these feelings send messages, right? It's a very important internal communication system. So if we're regularly shutting it down in our kids because it's hard for us, and there's so many reasons it's hard for us. Maybe we were shut down as a kid. Maybe it's too loud for us. Maybe we can't think about it. Maybe we're looking at them and we can't empathize. You have so much already. We give you so much. The fact that you even have an iPad is a miracle. How could you be disappointed, right? So whatever the reasons are, we're shutting them down so many times. So our goal, and I think you said it so beautifully, Ed, it doesn't have to be perfect, right? There were a lot of, th- a lot of words in there. Maybe you use less words. Maybe you can't remember most of it. But remember this. You can set the limit, right? So she did it. And you can also allow for feelings, those two things. I do want to highlight a couple of really, you know, kind of magical words that she said in there. She said, you wish, right? So she is noting her child's wish. You wish you could play another game. That's understanding. That's building a bridge of empathy right away. You know, that's seeing that the child, the teen feels seen. I feel seen. Yeah, that's, that's right. Right. She said that she also, as you said, set the limit with love. And then she said to her daughter, like, I love that you're voicing your your opinion. I love that. I love that you have strong convictions and screen time is also still over. I hope that in listening to this, the, the point comes across that a lot of what's in our control is about us right? And the way we're showing up for our kids, as opposed to trying to control what they feel and the outcome of everything. It is about how we want to show up for our kids. And the messages that you give around emotion and feelings are really important. The language can be important too, but it's not as important as the feeling. What's the feeling that they come away with? What is the belief that they will come away with over and over again? If the belief is don't feel and the belief is your fe- I can't tolerate your feelings, they're too big for me, they're going to carry that. 
And that's the message that they come away with. Do you want your kids to have the message that, that their feelings are too much to handle? No, this is a big, this is a big show. This is really uh, important stuff. And this is what we talk about on Dear Anger. And I think this was such a big show that maybe we have to call it a wrap so that we can digest it all. We do, because I have to lay down. I know you have to lay down. And uh, we all have to lay down. But, but listen, you listen to the show and share it with other people. Because this is the kind of community that we want. We want to build a community where people talk about these things. And where can they find all of this, Rini? And by the way, next show, I'll have this memorized. So for those of you listening who would like more to hear more episodes, go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash dear anger. Okay, good. All right. Well, listen, uh, we will be talking to you next week about something that also relates to this but it's it's anger but it's the world of emotion really it's the wide world of emotion it's like a disney theme park um but you don't have to wait in line <laughs> you can get it anytime you want right yes okay right. Oh, all right okay so that's our show and uh i'm ed krasnick i'm Rini jane we will see you soon bye guys <laughs>